ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rayo. And we're here today. Uh, we're back again. It's May 3rd, first week of May. I feel like the month of April just rolled by. Um, I don't know if you can say the same, but what do you think? Yeah, it kind of feels like April didn't even happen, you know, to be honest. It's, uh, you know, usually I feel like April, you know, that's when you start having, you know, we kind of talked about it last time, you know, start having those outdoor meets, start seeing results. But with the weather and, you know, just I felt like none of that even happened. So it's just like April didn't even happen, you know. So, but we're in May and, you know, it's sunshine in here in Fargo today. And so it's, uh, it's a good day. Good day to talk about some track and field. Absolutely. Before we dive in too much results wise and talking about the last few weeks and previewing Howard Wood coming up this weekend, just give the listeners a little bit of an update. How have you been feeling um, in your cancer journey? Yeah. Yeah. I've been feeling uh, probably just about as well as I could be feeling, you know, that's not great. Not terrible is kind of getting by. So got the bald head now it's uh, it's officially bald season, I guess. And uh, you know, we're just taking it day by day. So it's uh we're getting, getting by. Good, good. Yeah. And last episode, you said you've rocked every hairdo so far. And uh, I think this one looks just as good on you. So thank you. Yeah. I've had, I've had a couple of people say that I have a, a normally shaped head or something along those lines. So, I, you know, that's probably the best compliment you can get when, when you're bald. Hey, your head isn't abnormally shaped. So. Yeah. I am trying to think if you look like any sort of celebrity right now, but off the top of my head, I'm not sure. And honestly, I don't even know if I knew know that many bald celebrities. Like maybe Vin Diesel? No, I do not look like Vin Diesel. All right. Thank you. I think thank you, but uh, <laughs> I disagree. Hit, hit the weight room and we'll check yeah. back in a few months. But <laughs> uh, yeah, well, what do you want to start talking about today? Well, I mean, Ryan, you had a pretty, pretty eventful... Uh, week weekend i suppose it was a whole week at at the drake relays you're out on the out on the streets kind of running the beat give us the kind of the inside scoop on on that whole experience dude it was an entire week and as much as i love track and field it's honestly so nice that it's over (laughs) but yeah it started last sunday we were uh had the road races our former teammate john Curley stayed with us and that was kind of a wild experience because I was just going to bike kind of alongside him. He'd asked if I'd do that just uh, as kind of a way to encourage him. And also, like, we didn't get to hang out with each other a ton. He'd gotten to town a little bit later than we thought, and I had to work one of the days. So it turned it from that into being the lead bike for this half marathon. So I was at the front of the pack uh, coordinating with, like, the police car that was also escorting further ahead of me. So <laughs> that was how it started, which was oh. pretty fun. And John had a good race. He took second. Um, he kind of went out hot pretty early, and a guy kind of chased him down. But uh, that part of it was good. So it started there and then uh, ended on the track with the Grand Blue Mile in between, the uh, world record attempt for the indoor shot put on Wednesday, and and then a lot of good stuff on the track. Yeah. So wait, you were like, you were the lead biker for like that road half, Ryan, like official or like unofficially or how did that? Like unofficially, like it started off that I was going to bike next to John. And then that morning he just said, you know, maybe you should bike ahead of us so we can kind of see what turns we're going to take and we can hit the tangents. 
So I decided to do that, but then, and I didn't even really think of this. I was wearing my Drake Relays backpack, so I don't know if that was part of it, but but pretty soon the there was a police car up ahead kind of clearing the path as he went, and and pretty soon he slows down. He's asking me questions and telling me, like, what the situation is up ahead, so he thought I was legit. Oh. I think other people thought I was legit, but that was definitely not the real deal. Yeah. But it was all right. It, it was good. It was fun. I got to see a, it was just a good race. There was probably seven guys that were in contention, like most of the way for the win. So I had the best view of the whole thing. Nice. What, uh, what, what were some other, like being kind of on the, the, I, I don't know, you wouldn't call it like broadcasting side, but being on the other, you know, the media side of being at a meet, what were some other like highlights for you? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, first of all, it would have been awesome if you could have been there because it is hard to be getting photos on the track and then sprinting over to the mix zone under the stadium to try to get interviews and then sprinting back out to the track. And uh, it was fun, but it got to be a lot. Um, But probably highlights. I got some really solid interviews. Uh, I got to talk to David Gribich a lot from Union Athletics Club this weekend. So that was fun. Um. I got some interviews with some of the high school studs like Simeon Birnbaum, who will be at Howard Wood next weekend, and Jackson Heidish, who was the New Balance Indoor National Champion in the mile. And that was that was probably the highlights. And then also just getting some good like photographs and stuff too along the way. All in all, it was a lot of fun. And just being immersed in the sport from a different perspective was a great opportunity. And it was fun to see track and field from that side. I think as I know we've gone through our phases as like fans where we're pretty critical of track and field, you know, media and, you know, we expect it to be a certain way. Cause we're, you know, especially when we were competing, we're so um, you, you see so much of it, you know, it, in, in your training and with you know, at meets and stuff like that, um, that you want it to be presented like in the way that's uh, representative of, uh how you experience it but yeah it's it's a difficult difficult thing so yeah ryan so i mean obviously super excited that you got that opportunity to to really dip your toes in like uh you know real you know like big time professional track media and uh um why, why don't you just give us like your three three uh event highlights of of the meet on the college side and uh and what we we can take away from from the Drake relays as a uh, track fans in North Dakota. For sure. Now, first event highlight encompasses a lot of different athletes, but we're going to say men's 800 meters, not only at Drake, but also at Simpson. Yes. So, so we'll start off with this Braxton Brewer, the West Fargo kid. He ran 149.45 for a new school record at MSUM. It was a great race. He closed really well. Uh, he was kind of towards the back early on, but managed to fight his way up towards the front. And yeah, dip, dips under 150 for the first time in his career by a significant margin. Um, so I got to talk to him just briefly on the field afterwards. So it was good to see him and congratulate him. And then the big one was down at Simpson. Now that's such a big meet that they ended up splitting it over two days this year. It's normally just a one day meet. Last year, they said they had over 1500 athletes and they must have had more. Cause it was Thursday and Friday, but Friday was just kind of going through the motions, uh, a lot of heats of everything. 
And then finally, the first seat of the men's 800 steps out on the track. And there's just a noticeable buzz that kind of starts in the stadium. And it was one of the only races of the day where they had a pacer. And the rabbit goes out hot. And everybody's pretty much right on his heels. And after that, uh, he steps off the track. The last lap is just kind of chaos. And there were a lot of UND guys in that heat. So... Uh, Alec Nelson ran 148 and change. He uh, is now within a top 48 in the West region. So we'll see if he can hold on to it. But he ran really well in the race. Jesse Mittendorf went under 150 for the first time in his career, the former Concordia Cobber All-American. And then uh, Alexa Milanovic uh, ran 150 and change. So they had three guys that really jumped up on that Summit League performance list and ran really really well and and if you've seen the video of coach tom scott by this point he yeah. just goes crazy at the finish line and rightfully so because that was a breakout race for a lot of those guys yeah i mean what a, a awesome that you know he was able to capture that and then you know kind of to have that race happen the day after you know some of those guys had maybe taken a shot the day before and and oh man just just really you know kind of a cool like special thing like you never know what's going to happen in a track race. And that's why, you know, sometimes you just take the opportunities that are given to you and hope for the best and, and they work out and you kind of have those magic days like that. But at yeah, the 800 is a, especially, you know, talking about summit league 800 is a pretty compelling event coming up. Obviously Jacob Rodin from NDSU, you know, been running really well. And now, I mean, UND has got those three, three guys who've you know been running well all season, but, have, you know, put up some serious times. So, um, yeah, that's uh, definitely we want to watch uh, in Fargo in a couple weeks here. Most definitely. Yeah, you're not going to want to miss it. I'll give my second event highlight to the NDSU Women's Distance Medley Relay. Uh, might even sprinkle some men in there too. But uh, the team of Aaliyah Miller, Kate LeBlanc, Aaron Valgardson, and Grace Link uh, ran 11-31-53 to rank second all-time at NDSU. They did that on the Blue Oval and they just like a lot of really solid legs. And I'll just talk a little bit about Aaron Valgardson. You know, we were teammates with her and her progression over the years has been fantastic to watch. Came in, was a pretty high recruit and took a while to get her footing, but she has turned into somebody that's so dependable for the Bison that sure. you can put her like in any leg and she could probably compete because she's just so fierce when she's on the track. So I really did enjoy watching that. And uh, the women's shuttle hurdle team uh, took second. They had a pretty good race. Um, the sprint med took fit. Uh, let's see, fourth in the sprint med, fifth in the four by four. So, all in all, the NDSU women had a pretty top notch weekend at the relays. So, it was pretty fun to watch. And then I, I will just share one kind of funny story. I'm rambling, but I was on the field taking photos, and NDSU's men win the distance medley relay and so so they win the dmr right or uh maybe it was sprint sprint either either way um it was cullen curl kaiser rodine and jake levine i'm pretty sure is who the team was okay but end of the story they win their the win the race mike J, the announcer is like ndsu for the first time in school history wins this event they're handed their white flags and they're hanging out in the middle of the track for a really long time. And I'm like, 
guys, like once you get to the mix zone, like I'll interview you. And they take so long. I ended up texting them and telling them that. And it's been, you know, so long. And finally they're like, dude, we got DQ'd in the race. Oh, no. So I was just like, ah, never mind, guys. I'll I'll catch you later. But uh, I was hoping to catch him in the mix zone and interview him, but wasn't meant to be this time around. So I think Western Western Illinois, I'm pretty sure, picked up the win since they got DQ'd. Wow. And what a what a uh, tough break. Sad, sad turn of events. But a third star, uh, the field events, all right? Let's talk field and track a yeah. little bit. Uh, Shelby Frank won the women's discus. She's competing on Attach this outdoor season. But she picked up another win. Grace Emineth earned her first white flag at the Drake Relays and got the win in the long jump. Jumped 5.99 meters. So she did really well. Um, some of our NDSU's vaulters did pretty well this weekend. Um, down at Simpson, Jared White had a big-time jump, and uh, Jacob Van Dusseldorp jumped really well for them as well. So the field events, make sure you get some love uh, to those. And uh, Peyton Otterdahl, former Bison, another guy that opened up his season, uh, throwing for the Ironwoods Track Club. He uh, didn't probably throw as far as he wanted to, but to the ring that day, the day it actually rained, was completely full of water. I saw some, like, how does that happen, Ryan? I've, I'm not one, maybe you could guess this, but I'm not one who's really ever spent a bunch of time in a shop put ring. But how how did, how is it not drain? How did they not clear it out? Yeah, yeah number one, yeah. how does it not drain? Number two, why isn't there anybody squeegeeing it or doing something? Yeah. So That's I talked true. to a, a friend of mine on that, and he said the thought is that sometimes – if you clear out all the water from the ring, it actually makes it more slick than if it's filled with water. Which, oh. yeah, which I don't know if that's totally that, the reason. That I feel like filled with water, though. It was yeah. like Yeah, I mean they were they were taking spills in the ring. So um, Peyton had a video of it, but he wasn't the only one that kind of took a bit. But I don't know. It was it was tough, and the rain. It only rained the one day, and only for a few hours, but. Um, it was also the exact time that it was the TV window. So they were making athletes get out of their sweats and stand and wait for the TV to come back to the track. And I have a feeling the professional athletes weren't super excited about it when it all came down to it, because they'd be standing in the rain for minutes waiting for them to finally get the camera on the start of the race and come back from commercial. It was tough. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a whole other side of, you know, track and field that, you know, we don't even know what has to go in the TV side. Is that our next move? Very track and field podcast TV, Ryan. Well, we might be for some of the league championships. We'll see. We'll see. So, um, but we'll keep that on the down low for now. That's the only little appetizer you're going to get there. So let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, Howard Wood is coming up this weekend and you you know somebody that's going to be running at one of the elite events there, one of the special events that they have. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, if, if you guys are familiar with Howard Wood, it's kind of a you know the North South Dakota Minnesota premier like high school uh, event, and uh, each year they have uh, two invite you know uh, 
uh, races, I guess you, you would say, you know, the alternates between the 200 and the 800. And so this year, you know, you got the, the boys special 800 and the, and the girls special 200. So yeah. Yeah. My brother Quinn is, uh, in the special eight. He got, I don't know if it was like invited or if you have to put together like an, a, a audition tape or, you know, what, what the whole like criteria is for that. But, uh, yeah, so he'll be he'll be towing the line against, you know, uh guys like Simeon Birnbaum and some of the other, you know, honestly some of the best talent in the in the whole nation right now on the track. So we're excited to see him uh toe the line for the great state of North Dakota, as well as uh Jonah Defo will be on the line in that special eight too. So um yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be a great race. I'm I'm really looking forward to to watching it and uh you know, great great North Dakota representation in that girls, uh, 200 as well. Um, CC Daybaum, uh, Elise Wisniewski. Uh, I, I know our two that are for sure on the, on the start list for that. Um, I think, I think there's a couple others that I, that I can't. Kelsey Belquist is one of them for new Rockford Cheyenne. Yeah, of course. And I, and I think she might be, uh, also joined by Jasmine Berry of Dickinson. So, yeah. They've got a pretty strong lineup there with some North Dakota representation. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, we kind of alluded to it last episode, Ryan, but this, I mean, this is, this is the first time I think we're really going to get to get to see like a head to head sort of taste across all sorts of events of where people are at, you know, at this point in the season uh, and really get to know like, Hey, are people fit? Are they, they running well? You know, we've seen some people run fast times, but uh, it, it's just, I've been telling when people have been asking how, you know, Quinn's been doing this year or anybody else, I've just not really known what to say. Cause it's like, really, it, it, it's been a weird, a weird spring. So Howardwood Dakota relays, you know, it's going down. Uh, all right, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, just to wrap up here, let's just kind of highlight some of the, the standout performances that we've seen uh, so far. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Okay. Here we go. Rapid fire highlights for high school results so far this season. I mean, the one that sticks out the biggest to me, Kelsey Belquist. We mentioned her. She's going to be competing down at Howard Wood Relays. She is the uh, leader, state leader, not just class B leader, in the 300-meter hurdles, the 100-meter hurdles. She is... Uh, fourth ranked in the hundred right now uh, across all conferences or yep, across all conferences and first in the 200 meters as well as first in the 400 meters. Uh, and from what we're seeing just on like athletic.net doesn't seem like she's even hit a PR so far this season. So, I mean, the best is yet to come racing lots. It seems like her name is uh, littered all over the performance list. Not surprising uh, to see that um, reassuring in, in in such an uncertain you know uh, track season so far. Uh, thank goodness we have Kelsey Belquist to to reassure us that all is all is set straight in the world. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be fun to watch her at Howard Wood get after it a little bit. Oh yeah. All right, my rapid fire highlight is going to be Bismarck Legacy Boy Sprinters. All right, they ran at New Balance Indoor Nationals, went out of the prelim with the first best time um, at the whole meet, and uh, they've carried it into outdoor season as well. So listen to this quartet. 
All right, you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to rapid fire, but those four boys that were on that four by two have the four best hundred times in the state, led by Dylan McLaughlin of ten fifty nine, Talon Farland right behind him at ten sixty six, Reese Snow ten seven eight, and Nathan Mather in ten eighty one. And what's interesting is they're at two different meets. So if you're like, oh man, probably a lot of wind, they didn't all come from the same race. So these guys are the real deal. But Dylan McLaughlin, you ready for this? He's run 10.59 in the under this year. That's third all-time in North Dakota history. He's run 21.12 in the 200, tied for first all-time in North Dakota history. And he's run 47.73, I believe, is his 400 time. Um, It hasn't been updated on athletic.net yet. Uh, Excuse me, 47.75. It's updated on athletic.net, not updated on the all-time list, but that would be second all-time. Uh, just in front of great Landon Yoakum, just behind other great Caleb Larson. So uh, he signed with NDSU. He's he's ready to roll. I, I wonder, Ryan, what the deepest a uh, team has ever placed in like a sprint event. I mean, we've seen, you know, the new towns of the world, the Bismarcks of the world put, you know, six in the top eight or something like that you know, in the mile or in the two mile or the 800, could we mm-hmm. see like a one, two, three, four in the hundred? How insane would that be? That would be special. So yeah, stay tuned. Bismarck legacy, stay tuned. Can't wait. I mean, you got, you got those guys running all the way up, you know, top times in, in the four hundreds too, though. So, I mean, you, you run into the, the prelims, which events do you, you have guys run and obviously they're like relays and stuff like that. But I mean, mm-hmm. talk about, you know, if you go one through four in the hundred, talk about a flex, man. Dude, what an awesome problem to have as a coach too. Yeah, like yeah. shoot, we just don't know where to put this guy. He can do so much. Yeah. And yeah. guys plural, you know, it's like right. they can all do some damage. Yeah. Probably wish the meet was a couple of days longer. You know, Seriously. Cut it out even more, but. Yeah. yeah so well ryan uh anything else you want to mention or come to mind i mean i'm just i'm excited for for this howard wood get going and then we'll get into some championship racing and uh, man uh ndsu uh hosting their first home meet since 2021 this mm-hmm. weekend opening up their new facility which is going to host the summit league championships in a couple weeks too so Yes, there's that to look forward to. I mean, a lot to get excited about in the track and field world. Uh, Diamond League meets starting this week. I mean, it's starting to feel starting to feel normal again. Yeah, no, it's great time to be a track and field athlete. Keep getting after it to all of our athletes that are listening. To the fans, keep cheering them on, and I will be ready to give you an update after Howard Woods. So good luck to everyone this weekend, and enjoy. See you next time.